Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Gross. It gives me a great pleasure to welcome our regular guest on Viewpoints and has been for many years now, Frank Marinko, Managing Partner at Empathinko Coaching Services. Welcome back, Frank, and Perspectives is the name of this game. How are you? Henry, I'm fabulously well, although miserable Melbourne is starting to get on my wick. So what are you doing about it? I'm leaving. That's it. <laughs> I'm not going to stay around to watch the grizzly end. Uh, I'm going to migrate back to Queensland. And are you taking your black and white magpie heart with you? Oh, look, Henry, after last weekend's effort, I tell you, um, I, it was embarrassing to say that one was a Pies fan um, after watching that debacle. So, I'm, you know, the jury's still out on whether I'll continue following them. Oh, well, we'll all be down here in Melbourne um, sending you vibes. Stay with us, Frank. We don't want to lose you. You're too invaluable. Ah, thanks, Henry. That, that's warmed the cockles of my heart. Excellent. And all we need to see is you stay on board. But that's a story <laughs> for another day. What's the topic for today? You know, Henry, uh, what was apt out of watching last uh, uh, big match was self-limiting beliefs and how it doesn't matter whether it's sportsmen, um, elite executives, uh, managers, directors that I work with. One of the biggest restraints on people performing at their highest level, believe it or not, is self, is self-limiting beliefs uh, about you know you being able to match it with anyone at the level that's required. It's quite uncanny um, how much of it there is around. Mm. What what's that? When you say self-limiting beliefs, for those people who are not familiar with that term, what do you actually mean, Frank? It's that little voice in your head that goes, Frank, you can't do that. You're just not going to be able to do that. Why did you even open your mouth and say that you can do it? You're not smart enough or you're not fast enough or you, whatever it is that's there, that was the gap between good and great. Um, limits you going for great. Um, and usually it's something that goes right back to our childhood um, that we got plugged in uh, with as a kid and we've been compensating for it ever since. But when push comes to shove and when we need to perform at the highest level, it's that thought that comes up about the belief about we can't do it is usually the only reason that it doesn't get done. You know, when you see massive guys out there on the sporting field and they can't match it with other players and you're thinking, what's going on? That a guy who has a fabulous physique, runs like the wind, kicks with both feet, um, can't uh, do some of the things that ordinary people can. And it's usually they have a belief uh, that limits their ability to perform. Mm. Uh, can you think of one from your your earlier days that you had to deal with, Frank? I can, Henry. You know, one of the big ones for me was uh, smart. You know, when I was the first one out of my family, uh, you know, who was looking like they were going to university and, and there was always that uh, pressure uh, to be smart and yet... You know, when left to my own designs, one of the conversations would, that would always come up was, mate, you're not, 
you're just not smart enough, you know, to do that. You're just not smart enough to be a lawyer or a doctor uh, or whatever it was. Uh, you know, stick to what you know. Start earning money now. Don't worry about five years at university. You'll never be able to make it up. And that was one of the things that quite limited me until I was in my late 30s. And then I realised I had an uncanny gift for mathematics. Um, I was quite articulate, uh, you know, I wrote well, and yet there was this limiting belief that I'd had for the last 30 years uh, that was going on in my head, which was, you're not smart enough, don't try that, uh, pull back and succeed at something that you know you can win at. Mm. And, and how has that liberated you? Uh, you know, that conversation never goes away. Um, but what I've learned to do now is to have a plan. So even while that conversation's there in the background going, mate, you're not smart enough. Look, why are you trying to do that? I've got a plan that has the next step that I take. Because if I listened to that voice that was going on in my head, more often than, a, uh, than not, it would defeat me unless I had some plan that allowed me to take the next step. So one of the ways that I've been able to defeat, defeat the self-limiting belief is to actually have a plan, a game plan on how I'm going to win at what I want to take on. Mm. And advice for people um, out there, we all have these sorts of doubts, self-doubts. Uh, in moving forward, what's your advice for people out there today? One of the ways that I came to terms with self-limiting belief was actually doing what they call critical thinking, um, was actually stepping through and examining the veracity of that belief or examining the logic of that belief and realising that it wasn't founded in reality, um, but it was just something that subjectively I'd taken on in a moment of weakness or needing to survive and had been uh, comfortable with that ever since. So, you know, when you do basic critical thinking about what's the purpose of having a thought like that, and what's the big question that it answers? And more often than not, when you run through the eight steps of critical thinking, you'll find out that um, it was either just laziness or um, I, I don't know what it is sometimes where you know that you can do something and then the conversation that comes up defeats you. So um, what I do know is when you critically think through most of your beliefs, you'll find that there is no reality to them. You took them on years ago out of some lone conversation with a parent or a teacher and you've been stuck in that belief ever since. Mm. That's a, it's, it's, it's a very good point. So moving forward, people, we're in COVID-19. There's a lot of people out there that are stressed, pressured. I think there's um, senses of um, when will it all end? Will it all end? What's my life going to look like? What should people, how should people approach those sorts of challenges? People wonder whether it'll end. They doubt, uh, they doubt there's a future, some people. How can, um, how can we deal with those sorts of self-limiting beliefs? Look, Henry, that's a really, really good question, you know, because for most of us, we have no precedent of ever having had to deal with something like that. You know, the worst is that we've had financially driven recessions or economically driven recessions, but this has been 
a real virus-driven recession. So, you know, coupled with the fact that you might not have a job is that you could also lose your life and you have a reasonable probability of that as you get older. So I think one of the, the big things that everyone needs to do is just take a deep breath um, realize that this too will end, but we don't know when. And, you know, start actually just becoming confident in your ability to slow all of the manic thoughts down in your brain and actually go, the only moment that I can do anything about anything is right now. And the most important thing to do is to deep, deeply breathe and breathe out slowly and realize that I'm okay. I'm right here right now. And the best thing to do is to love the people around you and stay calm. And slowly but surely, this will go away and things will get back to normal. Good advice. Frank, time as always has got away from us. Um, you're heading off to Queensland, two weeks quarantine. And uh, the next time we speak with you, you'll be up there in what, sunny Queensland? Sunny, sunshine coast where there's more sunshine per day than anywhere else in the world. Oh, good. And let's hope that that sunshine radiates all the way to the Collingwood Football Club in 2021 and you stay on board. Well, I think there's just some self-limiting beliefs that that group as a playing group needs to come to terms with. And um, I, you know, if everything goes well and they get a new coach next year, um, I think uh, there's a fairly good chance. But if they stay with the current coach, I'm not confident. No. So my um, my limitless belief in the club of itself <laughs> won't help them. No, Henry, at this stage, <laughs> you've got to realise you're not a player, you're a spectator. <laughs> and whatever you think is not going to make a difference to the Collingwood footy team. Self-delusion sometimes helps in the moment, Frank. Oh, they're very, they're very sweet, aren't they? The sweet moments make the most of them. Frank has always been... Uh, Great chatting with you and um, all the best in your transition back to Queensland and uh, in a fortnight's time we'll be chatting with you up there. That'll be lovely, Henry, and uh, I'll bring some of the warmth from Queensland to our conversations in Melbourne. Oh, wonderful. That was Frank Marengo, as always, uh, a great person to have on our program. Listeners, we'll take a short break. Don't go away. <laughs> 